Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's the Laces Out podcast, our NFL podcast. No guest this week, there was no guest ball dropped, it was just not meant to be this week. So uh, it's not a blame culture. We are talking about playoff games. We are going into the last game of the playoffs. This week's games will determine our Super Bowl for this year. So stay tuned to see what we think the outcome of those games is going to be. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And the big one there, people, is share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send this podcast their way. They will thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Well, welcome on in, one and all. For those of you joining us on YouTube, you'll see two faces staring back at me. Not three faces, not four faces. I can mean only one thing. And no, it's not that Andy was unable to get the guest again. That's not what we mean. What we do mean is it NFL podcast time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that is correct. Strap in. Get your laces out. Obviously, it's myself and Mr. Cook here to uh, sit through the ins and outs of the uh, American football from uh, the previous week. How uh, how did you find uh, last week's offerings in the NFL, Mr. Cook? I have been known in the past to be a man who likes the odd conspiracy here and there. Which is lucky for me because I can go all the way over to the National Football League to in fact get all of my conspiracy needs in one place. Um, I think we can, uh, you know, can all agree not understanding the rules around when to take a time out, which could have completely changed the outcome of a game is an interesting one. You'd think the um, head coach of a major sporting franchise would know and understand certain rules. So there was there was that. And Here's the assignment. You've got to go from here to ideally here. You've got the opportunity for probably two passes, let's say. You only need to go from here to here to make that field goal kick more manageable. Just just here to here. That's all you got to do. A couple of short passes. Really, really make that distance a lot shorter. You could get five yards per pass. Get another first down. You could get further down the field. But... Even so, every yard at this point is just is just making that that kick more 
manageable. So let's throw it all the way down the field. You don't need a touchdown. That's not what we're looking for. But let's use our two remaining opportunities to attempt to get that, that, that touchdown that we don't need. Uh, and my absolute favourite is a meme I saw where uh, somebody has used the uh, the Madden kicking uh, mechanics uh, and has put when Tyler Bass needs to make a kick and the um, the four dots are all the way over here. Sorry, I'll just move all the way over here. And I was like, that is sad and hilarious all at the same time. Um, all I'll say at this point in time is I feel that everybody got their copy of the script this week. So, how did you? How did? How did you? I know. I know there are times when I'm like, "Whoa, steady on there! You're you're, you're getting into my realms of uh, conspiracy theories." And other times you're like, "I think you might need some uh, either medication or mental health help because you are a lunatic." Um. Obviously, yeah, I don't particularly buy it that the, uh, the the conspiracy theories quite so much as uh, as yourself. No. But obviously, yeah, there's there's uh, where there's smoke, invariable, invariably there will be fire. Um, but from a from a sheer from a sheer perspective of results in games, um, I felt I, 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 if if I was a fan of certain teams that were uh, involved in Divisional Weekend, I would feel Rob. one of frustrated, annoyed, um, very down or concerned. And you can obviously sort of like plug in whichever team it is you need for that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it, if, if you're a Bills fan at this point in time, you're like, you're just like, wow! <laughs> it, it's that thing where you just know that if on the schedule next season the Bills have to play the Chiefs, it, it you can you could probably put every every penny that you have in your bank account on the Bills winning that game during the regular season. Because during the regular season, the Bills can beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And something, obviously, massive spoiler, we're going into the sort of the game to this particular point. Um, there's something about the postseason and Patrick Mahomes that, obviously, he's now proven take him out of Kansas City. Doesn't really matter. He will do it anyway. He'll get, he'll get the job done. And... He will make the AFC Championship game at the bare minimum. Now, so. now I, I obviously a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, but at this point in time, I know that you know what I have picked for what is essentially going to be the Super Bowl, and I know that at least fifty percent of it you're not going to be a fan of. Um, at this point in time, not to not to foreshadow anything, but at this point in time. I don't want to keep using the script joke, but at this point in time, I think that it's written in the stars where we're going to be going. You know, yes, last week and the week before, I was throwing out the the playoffs always brings an upset. 
Yeah, at various points in time. I think once you reach a certain point and a certain level, the upsets are kind of done. Um, don't and, and absolutely, do not get me wrong, at this point in time, it's one of those. The opposing teams to the ones I've picked, if those two teams win, I'll be running around this house cheering because, oh my days, I would love to see that as a Super Bowl. My my word, that would be amazing. Um, chances, uh, maybe something else. However, yes, a little bit too much foreshadowing, a little bit too much. I know that you know, the 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 picks are very different this week with limited games to pick from. Again, let's not get too far in the weeds. So, talk yes, talk to me about last week. So, obviously, we went into the week knowing it was NFL Divisional Round 10. Sure was. Four games on the slate, the first of which was the Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Stu was our guest last week in person on the podcast. Sure given was. His prediction. Um, this one was our first clean sweep decision of the podcast, and we were all correct in our thoughts. We'd all gone for the Ravens to get the win, and at half time, that was potentially looking like a bit of a uh, bit of a bum pick, as I believe they went into the half at ten points apiece. Yeah. It it, it, it didn't stay that way. It did not. As, um, I believe the uh, the the well, I don't believe it, it was the case. The the, the Texans and Sandys were unable to add to that points tally. In the uh, the third and fourth quarters, there is a the um, there's a very famous uh, like meme type video of what is supposedly a football and in this case soccer locker room at half time, and the uh, the coach just comes in and slaps every single individual player in the locker room and then walks out and. Uh, I, I feel like that may have happened in the Ravens locker room between the first half and the second half because a different team came out onto the field in the second half. It was like, oh, someone told them they were supposed to win the game sort of situation because my day. That first half I was like, um, this is... Interesting, and then the second half it was like oh. some. Ama- I will say this: some amazing catches in that game. Some of the best catches possibly of the season in that game. They were immense. It was like, yes, the, the Ravens took the uh, took the Texans to the wheat of the the, uh, the woodshed, as it were. Twenty four unanswered points in the second half to give them the thirty four ten win and move the Ravens on to their first AFC Championship game since they actually won the Super Bowl back in 2013. Um, so the Ravens are the first team into the uh, NFL Championship weekend fixture. The Packers at the 49ers was the second game of the weekend and uh, was the first one that, that gave us a bit of a split in opinion. Um, Stewart picked the 49ers as had Andy I had put my faith behind the Packers based on their performance against Dallas the week previous. And 
whilst they didn't start in a in quite as much of a, a, a dynamic fashion as they had against the Cowboys, the Packers did announce sort of early doors that they were going to be putting the, the 49ers under pressure. Um, as everyone expected, they used uh, Aaron Jones in the running game very, very much to their advantage. And, and that he was causing the Niners all sorts of problems. They weren't able to stop him um, against the run. Um, and he'd get an out for, I think, for the fifth or possibly sixth game in a row. He gained over 100 yards from the scrimmage. So, um, a very a very good performance from uh, Aaron Jones. Um, and this one this one boiled down to uh, a, a, a tale of missed field goals. Yeah. As uh, the, the 49ers were able to hang on in the end to have a 24-21 victory. Um, now, uh, with about six minutes to play or something like that, the um, the Packers had a field goal attempt to um, level it up at um, 24 apiece, um, or possibly was to put seven points up. I'd need to go back and double check that, but I think it might have been the latter. It might have been that if they have scored the field goal, it would have put seven points up with the Niners due to get the ball back. Um, so obviously, when the when the Niners scored their go-ahead um, touchdown, um, that put them when McCaffrey went in at the end of the towards the end of the fourth quarter, uh, that put them three points into the lead, and the Packers were never able to get that back. Yeah. Um, so disappointing, I would say, from a Packers perspective, that the, uh, the missed field goal is what's cost them the chance to at least take the game to overtime and give them a chance to um, maybe seal their passage <coughs> to the NFC um, Championship game. But um, all, all credit to the 49ers, and I, I dare say a little bit of credit has to go to Brock Bird. He, he kind of put the team on his back a little bit. And, dragged them through to get them to said NFC Championship game. Um, again, I think it was, I think in the start of this is their, their fourth in the last five years, um, yeah. the NFC Championship game. So, fair play to the Niners, they're consistent, if nothing else. Um, obviously, from my perspective, it would be quite nice if they were consistently, you know, not winning the NFC Championship game, but I'm the I'm not here to put my agenda on things. Obviously, if Matt's listening to this, he will absolutely love that statement that I've just come out with. Um, so, two games down, we have the first two components of our Championship Weekend series: the Ravens and the 49ers using their number one seed advantage to uh, to full effect, guaranteeing they will play at home on Championship Weekend. But who will they play? The first of the Sunday slate games saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Detroit for Detroit's second home playoff game in 32 years. And it was the home fans in the end that had the final say, had the celebrating to do. They ran out 31 to 23 victors in the end. Happy days in Detroit. Um, the game was probably a little bit closer than the uh, Lions fans would have liked. Yeah. And um, 
again, credit has to go to uh, to Baker Mayfield from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for making the game as, as competitive as, as it was. Um, I don't know, this this is a bit of a strange one for me. Almost because I, I was kind of trying to watch it, but do something else at the same time. So I was kind of in and out of the game. Uh, I saw the sort of the main highlights and stuff like that, but the majority of the, of the game, I was I was just catching little bits here and there. Um, well, it sounded like the the Lions made hard work of it at times. <clears throat> what I will say is this: um, it's been no secret throughout this season um, that I've enjoyed Lions football. Um, uh, I feel I feel that. At this point in time, the Lions are the truest underdog, and I love an underdog story. It, it's as simple as that. Um, to get this far for the Lions is fantastic. I won't say much more about that. Um, but yes, I will agree with what you've said there. They didn't look... I don't want to say as good... They didn't look as comfortable as you would maybe want them to this late in the game, this late in the, I suppose, in the playoffs. It draws question around what they're going to look like in the upcoming game, especially with who their opponent is. And I think I think you just, you know, there is that element of, if they'd have been, you know, if, if the score had been more like the, uh, the Texans game, you'd have been like, yeah, you know, where, where there's that clear divide between those two teams, you'd be like, I'm, I'm, I feel more comfortable with that team going through to the next round, all of those sorts of things. Um, I think they've done a fantastic job. I think they, you know, they've lived, they've lived up and beyond their fans' expectations. I know um, that Dan Campbell's speech has popped up from two years ago. Is it? Where he was saying about his goal for the team and obviously now it's very much a, this is what he said and this is what he's done, so you kind of have to look at that. Um, yeah, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel good for them. Um, up to this point, um, but yeah, there were there were a couple of points. It was a bit like, oh, they won the game in the end. They did. Wins the win. They, uh, they, they, at the end of the day, they were they were tasked with beating the team that was put in front of them, and that is exactly what happened. So the Lions progressed their first NFC Championship game since the twelfth of January, nineteen ninety-two. So this Will came. <laughs> this came up last week, um, and obviously I'm of that age, where when you say to me, 1992, I go, oh, so it wasn't that long ago then. It was 32 years ago, um, and I, I was at school. Um, so yeah, I'm of that age now, when 1992 was only a, a, a long time ago. So yeah. So, Oops. our first championship weekend game is set. 
Sure is. And it will be the final of the two games. So we have the third seed Detroit Lions travelling to San Francisco to take on the number one seed 49ers. Yeah. We already know that the Ravens are at home for the AFC Championship game, but will they be playing at the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills? Now, obviously, I think a lot of people have this one marked down as game of the weekend, 100%. as has been the case with the Chiefs and Bills games in the past. Yeah. Um, and it certainly didn't disappoint. It no. was certainly um, a mile a minute. It was action-packed. There were chances galore. There were scoring drives. There was on-the-field action. There was certain brothers of certain players getting involved off the field. Maybe in various states of undress. We can't possibly comment. That's not for us to say. Um, this would this would tick the box of game that had the lot for me. You had excellent. You had excellent um, touchdowns. You had ridiculous missed field goals, and <clears throat> as Andrew alluded to earlier on, at this point, if you're a Buffalo Bills supporter, you're probably just praying for the time where. Either Patrick Mahomes suffers some sort of mysterious illness in the lead up to the game and is taken out on some sort of stretcher pre game and Kansas City have to put the back up in, or even worse, even play Andy Reid at quarterback and just hope for the best. Um, or you just praying that at some point some sort of luck will fall your way um, let's obviously skip right to the end of the game the the Bills had a I want to say around 30 to 40 yard field goal to tie the game with about 80 seconds left Yep. and in incredibly heartbreaking eerily similar to Super Bowl against the Giants the ball sails wide right the kick is no good the kick is no the good the Buffalo Bills lose again just another see, obviously I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan but obviously empathy wise Having having seen Borough get to certain elements of sort of like games and get so near and then be so far away from the result they want, you can't help but just think, oh my word, that that franchise is just is cursed. The right way to say, it. I mean, it certainly feels like it. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's just, it, it, it's just unfortunate. However, coming back to what I was saying before, there are elements of, oh man, I can't believe it. Oh man, if, it's a Buffalo, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, it really sucks for you to be a Buffalo Bills fan because if you're a, Buffalo's, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I, like, like so many times this season, I'd be... I'd be questioning a couple of elements. Um, 
you can't tell me that you're able to go pound for pound with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, 3-3, 17-17, there was no wiggle room in those scores. There was no point where one team was further ahead than the other for overly long. It was pound for pound, which is the game you expect. It's the game you turn up for. If you turn up for 3-36, to 36, you went to the wrong game. You turn up for pound for pound between those two teams. To then watch your team make a series of bad decisions and I we could we could list we could start listing now and probably never end the number of games that have been decided on a field goal kick and the number of games that have been decided by I can't believe that was the decision that was made and and on and on and on if you're a Bills fan you've got to look at the last two minutes of that game and question who was calling those plays who was making those decisions and why did that team not go into overtime um, it just see it just seems it just seems strange and I know I always lean a particular way but Yeah, and obviously now we're one, we're one step closer to the uh, Swifty Bowl. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bills in the offseason because obviously you wouldn't say that anything drastic needs to change, but there's obviously something in the mentality that's just. I don't want to say not right, but there's there's something that's like it, it could even be as, as stupid as, as bringing in a sports psychologist to sort of like go through with the players and just say, "Listen, there's something." I think that's uh, clearly I, just like from like a, a mental sort of side. There's something that's like blocking the team I, from I, getting to where they need to be. I think we all know what it is that they're going to be bringing in in the off season. New kicker. Eh. <laughs> what? What? One William Belichick. What? No. No chance. No chance. So, yes, the Bills for the Chiefs <laughs> rise and make it to yet another AFC Championship. Uh. Um, Patrick Mahomes. It, it, it is getting to the point of count him out at your absolute peril because he will make you look foolish. Um, and make me look foolish, he certainly did, as I had backed the Bills, as had Mr. Woodmansey. Um, up to that point, he was 3-for-3 three three with his Homer picks. He'd had the Ravens, the 49s and the Lions with the clean sweep. Um, I had the... Packers to beat the 49ers. I thought they were riding on hot hand after the game against Dallas, so I only got two out of the four selections correct. Mr. Cook, however, ran the board. Ravens, Niners, Lions, Chiefs. Four from four, ladies and gentlemen. Well played, Mr. Cook. You get the point. Taking you on to seven and a half points from a predictions perspective. 
I'm languishing on five. The guest, very, very catchable on eight points. This weekend will provide us with all the answers we need. Side bet-wise, what we've done last week is we've both taken the Ravens and we've both taken the Lions, but then we had differences of opinion in who would win between the 49ers and Packers and the Chiefs and the Bills. So what we've done with the side bet is we've backed our own picks, as it were. So Andy had the Ravens, the 49ers and the Chiefs for his side bet, so it gets three out of three. I have the Lions, the Packers, and the Bills. So I only get one out of three points from the side bet. Interesting enough, that means that Andy does close the gap. He moves to 48 points for the season. I move to 54. So there is a six-point gap. So uh. potentially it might still be done. But we'll keep it open for now. We'll do some, we'll do some playing around, but we'll see if there's a way that we can... We'll see if there's a way that we can sort of jig it so that it makes more sort of sense from a logistics perspective, shall we say. Yeah. That is the week, or the divisional round details from a game perspective. That is the cyber divisional round of details done. I know that we've got some gel- delicious gelatinous stats. Oh, they're but before we dive into those stats, why don't we take a few moments, reassess, recompose, and come back at these people with stats from the divisional weekend round of the fixtures. Perhaps positively. Right. We'll be back. Recording in progress. Oh, yes, very much so. Just like that, we will be back. So, stats for the divisional weekend round. Mr. Cook, kick were off. As always, our stats are brought to us by the Stats Mistress and to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. These are the NFL playoff stats. Number one, the NFL's version of the Final Four is set. The Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers, Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs all advancing to next Sunday's conference championship games. And now each one win from reaching Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Vegas, baby! Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes improves his playoff record to 13-3 with Sunday's thrilling 27-24 defeat of the Buffalo Bills, who have now been eliminated by the Chiefs in three of the past four postseasons. The win at Highmark Stadium, which involved five lead changes and marked Mahomes' first road playoff debut. So we covered some of that already. Number three, Mahomes hit Pro Bowl tight end Travis Kelsey for a pair of touchdowns. Mahomes and Kelsey have now hooked up for 16 playoff trips to the end zone, surpassing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski as the most prolific postseason couple ever. Obviously, if anybody has uh, certain things on social media, you'll see that Tom Brady himself 
congratulated the pair by saying if you manage to beat the mighty Gronkowski you must be good number four since becoming QB1 in 2018, Mahomes has led the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game every year. Number five, Bills quarterback Josh Allen was exceptional in defeat, accounting for 258 yards and three touchdowns combined between his arms and his legs. Allen was responsible for a league best. 51 touchdowns this season between the regular season and playoffs. Number six. San Francisco will participate in its fourth championship game in the past five seasons. The Niners' only win in that stretch occurred four years ago when they hosted the Green Bay Packers at Levi's Stadium before eventually losing Super Bowl 54 to the Chiefs. And number seven, and my final stat. Next weekend will mark just the second appearance in a conference championship game for the Lions. Only one team in the league has fewer berths. And that would be... The Houston Texans, who dropped to 0-5 in divisional rounds with Sunday's 34-10 loss. At Baltimore. That is the end of my stats. Over to you. Yes, indeed. And my first stat is a continuation of Mr. Cook's last. So, obviously, we were discussing the, the Detroit Lions, and my stat opens with but the Leos have bigger fish to fry. Beat the Niners, and Detroit will no longer among the quartet of NFL teams to never qualify for the Super Bowl. There's obviously currently the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars as the other three. The Ravens will appear in their fifth AFC title game yet will host it at M&T Bank Stadium for the very first occasion. But what a stage for presumed league MVP Lamar Jackson. The 2023 All-Pro quarterback having what was easily the best playoff performance of his career on Saturday, passing for two touchdowns and running for another pair. Next Sunday will also be his AFC Championship game debut. <clears throat> Thanks in large part to Jackson's legs, Baltimore did most of its damage against Houston on the ground. Three Ravens had at least 10 carries, whilst Jackson led the way with 100 of his team's 229 rushing yards. The Texans ran for all of 38. Jackson has now rushed for at least 100 yards in three playoff games, which is a record amongst quarterbacks. Brock Purdy will be opposed by Detroit's Jared Goff, the number one overall draft pick in 2016. Goff spent the past two weeks vanquishing fellow former top picks Matthew Stafford of the Rams. Uh, sorry, well, Matthew Stafford of the Rams 2009 for the Lions and Baker Mayfield of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that was the first pick in 2018 for the Rams two major injury situations to Monet going into this weekend the status of 49ers wide receiver slash running back slash 
change whatever position he feels like playing that particular day. Yep. Debo Samuel, <clears throat> his shoulder injury, which knocked him out early against Green Bay. And whether Ravens Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews will be, uh, will be suiting up 10 weeks after suffering a severe ankle injury. Um, that's one of those ones where if they were, if this was just another game, potentially him another week, just to see how he goes on. But given the calibre of uh, opponent that they're playing against, if he's even 50% fit, you probably have to play him just you'd, to give uh, you a chance of... You'd, you'd set, set, send him to the blue tent before he goes on the field, you mean? Get those um, pain-killing injections that everyone always talks about. Yeah. It's weird that those injections seem to take place in the mouth and wrapped in a Rizzler paper. Anyway, and we finish with a stat that I believe Mr. Cook pulled exclusively for and wanted to lay a little bit of light onto. So, Von Miller signed a six-year contract with $120 million with the Bills on March the 16th, 2022. The contract includes an average $20 million per year for the first four seasons and $51 million in guarantees. With his two tackles recorded, zero sacks made and zero interceptions held, that is one hefty salary. There were two. There were two additional things. One, I like Von Miller. I think, obviously, he hasn't played all season. You know, there is that. The, you know, you probably question what his impact in the the game just gone is, etc., etc. I own a Von Miller jersey. It may not be a Bills Von Miller jersey, but um, however, there was an additional part to the stat, which was in twenty twenty three, Von Miller earned thirty eight dollars. A minute. So, and that's not the season. That is the year. Because if it was the season, it would be higher. So, those, those impressive work. Those tackles, Honest not work. sacks, not sacks. Those tackles are looking real tasty. It's not, it's not, not really ideal, but. Um... Yeah, that's the uh, that's the NFL for you, ladies and gentlemen. So, sure is. that is NFL Divisional Weekend Round put to bed. Before we dive into the NFL Championship Weekend games, we are just going to go through the season-long predictions as we did have another faller in the um, potential Super Bowl matchup pick. Um, sadly, Matt's... Bills 49ers Super Bowl is no longer a possibility. Um, that was the only one to fall, however. Um, so as it stands, I can't have any part of my Super Bowl as I had Bengals Eagles. Andy still has the Chiefs available as an option. Matt obviously still has the 49ers as an option. James Forrester Gray still has the 49ers as an option. Mark still has the 49ers as an option. And James still has the Chiefs as an option. But 
with his selection of Chiefs versus 49ers. Stuart <laughs> Woodmansey is the only player left within the chance of bagging the full Super Bowl for both teams. Let's wait and see if he gets what he predicted. So, AFC-NFC Championship Weekend. It opens with the Chiefs at the Ravens and finishes with the Lions at the 49ers. Now, usually you'd sort of go here and say, ooh, well, that's game of the weekend or that's game of the weekend. But honestly, I think both games have different merits to them for different reasons. Obviously, the Chiefs-Ravens game is a case of, is it just another another game that Patrick Mahomes adds to his legacy as the next greatest quarterback to ever play the game? If they if they end up winning and getting the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl and going back to back, I think the argument is there to be made that he's all he's potentially almost already usurped Tom Brady in the uh, in the stakes he, of greatest he, of he all will time. have done in in a lot of ways he'll have done more in a short space of time. Like you mm. could look at his trajectory at this part of the, this bit of his career to look at where he will. You know, if he played as long, if he got anywhere near, his stats will just end up dwarfing at the rate he's going. Yeah, so if if they, if, if they do go to the Super Bowl, that'll obviously be the fourth time in six eligible seasons. Obviously, he has played seventeen, but his first season he was a backup to uh, Alex Smith, so it don't really count that uh, that particular season because he wasn't involved in the last game of the season. Yep. Um, even so Andy is technically the only person who's backed the Chiefs to win this game as myself and Leanne the stats mistress providing this week's guest picks have both picked the Ravens with the home field advantage um, mine's a bit of a 50-50 shot to be honest with you um I think I've gone more head than heart in as much as I have gone with the home side because I think that it's maybe their time. So there is absolutely nothing you can say to me about this game that I won't agree with. You can say... Ravens are going to walk out, they're going to have a game like they had last week, they're going to absolutely dominate in either the first or the second half they are going to win this game they're going to be the best team out there Lamar's going to run 250 yards he's going to score 9 touchdowns anything you say to me about this game I will agree I will say, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely yeah, I can see that happening, absolutely absolutely, absolutely, and then at the end of it, I'm going to say exactly what I said to you last week, which is I will never see a situation where you can count out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And unfortunately for me, when you put any team this far into the season, this far into the postseason, I honestly don't think there is a team that I will say, that team, that's the one that are going to beat the Chiefs. 
There is an element, there is an aspect, obviously we've already brought up Tom Brady. The Chiefs are very quickly rocketing themselves to the new Patriots position of, oh god, it's the Chiefs. And they did it a lot, they have done it a lot faster. Um, I've seen many things this week about how, you know, the Ravens are the... uh, are the team that everybody's rooting for to stop us having to suffer through the Swifty Bowl. Um, I'm absolutely behind that one. I just don't think it... I just don't see any... And honestly, if we're sat here next week and it's like, oh, you know, the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl, I will be as happy as I possibly can be because right now that's the, the thing I need. I don't need somebody touch the ball What's Taylor Swift doing right now? Somebody touched the ball. Oh, look. she's she, Oh, she's having a drink, everybody. Wow. Oh, she's got a lot to say about that halftime show. I don't need that for my Super Bowl. And I will turn the goddamn TV off. So. I need the Ravens to win. I need them to win. I just don't don't see a situation where they will win and if they win yay everybody I just I can't count out Patrick Mahomes I can't count out the Chiefs I can't do it at this late stage of the game and and honestly I truly believe they're going the whole way and they're going to win it because as as we as we were discussing before, ultimately you know what I've picked for these games, so you know what I think the Super Bowl is going to be. And those two teams step out onto the field, and I go, "There's absolutely no way that the outcome isn't the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. There's just no way." I suppose, I suppose for me, the thing that would be the most, if I was <laughs> if I was a fan of either of the four, any of the other three teams left this alongside the Chiefs is normally you get to this point and it's like oh my god the Chiefs are just absolutely killing it and like it's a case of oh but the one thing with the Chiefs is you can, you can sort of score on them because their defence is usually pretty woeful it's the complete opposite this season it's the defence that's got them to where they've been and, and, and Mahomes has just sort of been like not and even, average, he's still, he's still been a good quarterback, but he hasn't played to the sort of level that he's capable of. Even that's... going into last week, it was all, uh, you know, the defence have got got that team to where they are now, but the defence is banged up this week. There's a couple of key players that are at it. No, it, it, it didn't matter in the end. And it's not like <coughs> the, the, the Bills, you know... The, the Bills were miles away. You know, it came down to a field goal. It wasn't like it. they handed them a victory. And it wasn't like the Chiefs took a victory from them. It came down to a field goal. But, as Vin Diesel will tell you, whether you win by an inch or a mile, a win is a win. So that's the AFC title game done which just leaves us with the NFC title game and it is the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers now obviously people who've tuned into the podcast over the course of the year and several years previous to this 
are obviously aware of the fact that I have uh, I, I have no love lost for the San Francisco 49ers. Not entirely sure why. Honestly, couldn't I, I, I honestly don't know where this irrational sort of like dislike and hatred of them has come from. I think it's potentially from being burnt on by their fantasy players on numerous <laughs> occasions. Um, not knowing which elements of the team are going to sort of perform. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just know that for some reason I don't like the team. They come across as arrogant and irritating to me and whenever they get beat I'm always incredibly content um, is all I'll say. Um, now, whereas in the previous game I think I went a little bit head over heart in the fact that I picked the Ravens with the home field advantage. Absolutely. That has absolutely not been the case here, as I have picked the Detroit Lions to win this game and advance to their first ever Super Bowl. Um, and I'm all I'm, I'm here for everything about this game from a Detroit Lions perspective. Yeah. 100%. I want nothing more than to see them romping, go two, three touchdowns clear, pick off Rock Purdy five or six times, maybe run a couple of them back for scores. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold Christy McCaffrey to maybe eight total yards yeah. from scrimmage. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's that sort of thing where, I mean, at the at the start of the at the start of the playoffs. I had a conversation with some friends and I said, absolute worst case nightmare scenario of Super Bowl for me is the Ravens versus the 49ers because it is one of those situations where it would be the football equivalent of, of a Leeds-Newcastle <coughs> Cup final. <coughs> if that was ever to happen, <coughs> it, which team wins, we all ultimately, lose. everyone loses. We all and lose. I would feel I would feel pretty much the same about a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Again, I don't know why. Well, I do know why when it, when it comes to the Ravens. Um, obviously, the team that I have kind of almost fallen into supporting is the, is the Cleveland Browns. It does. Uh, and as everyone is aware, the Baltimore Ravens were the Cleveland Browns. The owner moved the team to Baltimore. They were uh, ordered... By the by, the league to relinquish the Cleveland Browns' name and the, all of their history. Um, so for me, the Baltimore Ravens just shouldn't even exist as a franchise. Um, if they were going to start it, the Cleveland Browns should never have been moved. They should <clears throat> they should have just opened <clears throat> a completely new, separate franchise in Baltimore um, and not have taken the team that was the Cleveland Browns in the first place. So. That's that's the reason behind my dis, dislike and hatred of the of the Baltimore Ravens. The thing with the 49ers is a bit more strange and can't really be explained. Uh, but that's that's my sort of perspective on it. I've, I've kind of I've gone with I've gone with the the head for the for the first game, but more the heart for the second one. And I'm trying to manifest the uh, the Lions in their first Super Bowl as I feel that the uh, they're one of those long-suffering franchises where I feel the fans would just go absolutely wild if they were uh, given the chance. It's that sort of thing where I, I really wanted a, a, a Lions-Browns or a Lions-Bills Super Bowl so you were guaranteed 
a first time first winner. time winner yeah because it was that sort of thing where they, I, I imagine the crowd would have, been, would have been just off the charts I um, that's my opinion I would absolutely love that Super Bowl. You know, I want to make it clear that although my picks are my picks, I think I've picked them based on other reasons. Not like, oh, I really want this team to go through, or I really want, or I really feel it's this team. You know, I feel this team on paper have got it. I'm like, I think once last what last week's games passed, it was already a done deal. It was these are the teams that are going to the Super Bowl. This is the team that's going to win. Done, done, dusted. If we end up with a Ravens Lions Super Bowl, I'm going to be super happy and I'm going to be super charged for it. Um, you know, I'll go, I'll go even more out than I do normally because I, I I'd love to sit down and watch. A Super Bowl where you could say, whichever team wins this, I'm all about it. Yeah, it'd be great for the Lions to win. Yeah, it'd be, you know, it'd be fantastic. It's going to be a good game no matter what, that kind of stuff. The Super Bowl that I've picked at this point, I don't want to say, I don't want the Super Bowl. I don't want it. I'm not interested in that. I've already made my opinions clear about having to, you know, split the screen time between the reason we're all there and the reason nobody cares about apart from you know <sighs> anyway um i would be happy to lose this week let's put it that way um i just and obviously when you pick your games you don't go i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to pick this game and lose i'm going to pick this game and lose this one i've definitely lost that game it's you pick the games that you think you're gonna win. So I've had to go with this is what I think is gonna happen, whether I want it to or not. <coughs> so just to clarify, for the two games I have picked the Ravens to beat the Chiefs and the Lions to beat the 49ers. Andy has gone the complete opposite way and has gone for the Chiefs to beat the Ravens and the 49ers to beat the Lions. Yeah. The guest, as we discussed, is the stats mistress herself. Sure is. She picked the Ravens to beat the Chiefs and the 49ers to beat the Lions. So between myself, Mr. Cook, and the stats mistress, we have managed to not pick the same way. So there is no need for a tiebreaker. Sure is. So one of us is going to get two points. One of us is going to get one point. One of us is going to get no points. I believe. Yeah. That should make sense logically. Yeah. Um, so, what that does mean is if Mr. Cook is willing to do it again, because we have both picked the complete opposite results to each other, yeah. it, opens up the it opens up the possibility to make the side bet worth two points this week. So if Andy's happy to take the Chiefs and the 49ers as his side bet, yep. I will take the Ravens and the Lions as my side bet. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And therefore, there are the possibility of two points per person up for grabs, which could make the side bet a little bit more closer going into the actual Super weekend. Yes. I don't think uh, uh, there's a way for me to win. Um, 
I'm kind of happy with the way it's gone. It was um, a, a bit of a harebrained scheme that I more than partially stole from elsewhere. Um, we've run it for two seasons. It seems reasonable and uh, we even found a way this season to where needed get the guest involved in the side bet by picking who they thought was going to win the side bet um, I don't think I can bring it back I don't think there's a way to bring it back at this point so I'm kind of happy to say you've probably taken that victory um, I think you know it was it was close fought throughout but the better man won at the end of the day the better predictor of side bet action won at the end of the day I I think I think there's still potentially a way that we could maybe try and get it sort of obviously if I get both results correct this weekend yeah. then it, that's that's it done yeah um, put it all on the line for the Super Bowl absolutely so there you have it ladies and gentlemen that is your NFC AFC Championship Week preview Oof. done and dusted. Is there anything else you'd like to bring to the table, Mr. Cook? No, I, I feel I babbled on enough throughout this one to say I probably got it all out. Excellent. So, next week, next week we'll obviously break down the two championship games. Yep. We'll discuss the run-up to the Super Bowl, but obviously there'll be no predictions next week as yep. uh, there'll be a week's gap yep. for the Pro Bowl. Which, which we will not... Looks be covering yeah, another another one of those. It's time to take the Pro Bowl out of the back and put two behind it. Here, in my opinion, I kind of I must admit I'll give I'll give them a little bit of credit. I, I kind of like what they've done with the Pro Bowl and turn it in from, from it being an actual game to change it to be more like like a sort of a it got like a family friendly sort of I like sort of feel. The stuff it. I like is all the stuff off the field. I like the quarterback throwing competitions. I like all of all of that stuff. I think that's kind of that is like the fun element of it. It's once it turns into a game that doesn't matter that nobody cares about that's got a load of different players from a load of different teams all just like palling it up. It's like what are we doing here? It's not even it's not even an exhibition game because it's players from different teams. So it's just like what is this? So one one of our arguments that a couple of my a couple of my mates discussed one year was rather than just have it as the exhibition game, so like your it's like the equivalent of your, your NBA All Star game or whatever. What you could do is to make it so that it actually has a bit of an element of not risk but stakes, as it were, to it. You could do a thing where you basically go back to the old format if you have the NFC team versus the AFC team. In a one-off game, but you do it so that either the winning conference, all of the teams in that conference either get an extra million dollars to add to the salary cap, or they get an extra supplemental draft pick. Yeah, I, I feel or... if there was some form of stake added to it, that would just dial it up to the it actually matters. The moment it matters, you're like, "Cool, let's get involved." You know, I I remember years gone by where I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Pro Bowl and getting 
15 minutes in and be like, I regret every decision I've ever made in my life up to this moment in time. This was the worst idea ever. I think I, the, the thing that always used to sort of make it a bit ridiculous for me was the fact that when the ball snapped, you have 90% of the linemen basically just sort of like holding each other as if they're about to go to some sort of like first dance competition. And then you have the one guy who's, who's taking it proper seriously, who does the proper edge rush and sacks the quarterback for like a 50-yard loss or something like that. Yeah. And just renders the rest of the sort of the play absolutely meaningless. Yes. And then you'll get the occasional sort of sixty-yard bomb pass and stuff like that. Um, so I do, I do like I say, I do, I do like the fact they've changed it to more of a games weekend feel. And the yeah. flag football is is better to watch than the sort of the standard football. Where yeah, they don't have to is, wear yeah. pads, they don't have to wear helmets and things like that. And it's a bit more. It's a bit more fun than anything else, but yeah. Regardless, we won't be covering the pro. Football, no, we so. will not. We will take a week off, <laughs> put our feet up for a week before uh, the big one. Mm. But yes, we will try and have guests on. I dare say for the um, for the Super Bowl preview show, if for nothing else. To discuss what everyone's going to be eating in the in the in the lead up to the match and you, during the match, you are going to have to strap yourself in because my plan for Super Bowl Sunday starts the week before. It runs for an entire week, and that is purely based on getting my. Daily calorie intake below a certain number so that I can blow the doors off on Super Bowl Sunday. The plan is insane at this point in time. So I will take you through every step of it. It's an absolute... I'll bring, I'll bring my uh, calculations board with me and we can go through that. I love it. All that's left to do then is to thank you. Sir, for, uh, for 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 darting in and joining me to uh, to go through the games and predict the games, and obviously a big thank you to all of you wonderful people for tuning in yet again to listen to a couple of crazy English boys talk about a crazy American sport that is viewed worldwide. Join us again next week where we'll break down the NFC AFC Championship games and have a little. Slight look forward to the Super Bowl before we uh, come back the week after and give you all of our decent predictions as to who's going to win the big game, who's going to score the first touchdown, who's going to score the last touchdown, who's going to get the most yards. We might even try and throw in a couple of uh, Joker-esque picks for the uh, for the sort of the crazy. Ever has to put a prop bet in, like there's going to be some sort of streaker, but they're going to have like. Uh, free Tibet symbol or something written on their arse cheeks in glitter or something like that. Tune in. It might get wild. But until then, take it easy. Take care of yourselves. Make sure you look out for each other. And we'll see you in a week's time. Bye. So there you go. The games get less. The podcasts get longer. 
strange, some would say. Not too strange when you think about it. There's more to talk about. Big thank you for joining us. Big thank you for being here. Let us know your Super Bowl pick. Let us know who you think is going to win this week's games, which will ultimately reveal your Super Bowl pick. You can do that by checking out the website, because there we've got ways you can contact us. Social media links and an email button. Uh, it's thecookiecast.com, by the way. Also, if you're feeling generous, you could uh, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.